Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another fabulous episode here on GEMS Podcast. I am your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today, we have a powerful father-daughter duo, Diedrich L. Moon and Haley Moon. And today, we're going to be talking about their new book, Dear Daughter. But before we jump into that, here's a bit about Diedrich. Diedrich L. Moon is the Chief Operating Officer at The Rules of a Big Boss LLC, where their mission is to elevate and empower children, teens, adults, and families across the world. He is the author of Dear Daughter, a love story. Dear Daughter is expressive, illustrated story that reveals the author's heart through a series of short love letters to his daughter, Haley. He wrote this story not only for her, but for daughters across the world. Dietrich wrote it to let you know that he loves each one of you through an extension of Haley in being a dad. And then here's a bit about Miss Haley. Haley P. Moon is a 14-year-old award-winning, yes, you heard me, award-winning author, CEO, and founder of the Rules of a Big Boss LLC, where As I said, their mission is to elevate and empower children, teens, adults, and families across the world. Her first book, The Rules of a Big Boss, is a personal journey of how she overcame depression, anxieties, and betrayal. In its manual for young and adult women to maximize higher self-esteem, and it won a gold award from the literary titan. Her second book, The Unexpected Journey, Fire and Gold, is a memoir that she wrote with her dad. And without further ado, please welcome Haley P. Moon and Diedrich L. Moon to GEMS Podcast. Hi, Genesis. Thank you so much for having us. My pleasure, Diedrich. So whenever you all came up with the book, Dear Daughter, First of all, how did you decide on the name of the book? That's a good question. Um, So, you know, um, it started out with the five love languages, right? And, you know, the five love languages are, um, words of affirmation, wait a minute, let me start in my order. Acts of service, words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, and physical touch. And the top two are, my top two are acts of service followed by words of affirmation. So let's take acts of service out and let's just focus on words of affirmation. So the thing with words of affirmation is, you know, it's basically your words, whether they be verbal or whether they be written down or whatever. And it's an expression of love verbally or like I said, in prose, written down. So Haley told me probably about maybe a year ago, it might have actually been a shorter period of time, that she told me uh, that, you know, one of the failings that I've had is that, you know, I've never, uh, I don't pour words of affirmation in her or whatever. And she went in detail telling me how I don't do this and how I don't do that and so on and so forth. And I said, well, wow, I didn't do it because I thought you knew. And then two, you know, we had an understanding, you know, that I set several years ago and I told you why. When I stopped doing it or whatever, and, you know, the mistake was that, I stopped and I just never started again. 
And so, you know, thinking about things, I was like, you know, what does a letter start with? It starts with dear or to whom it make a sermon or whatever. So I thought about that, you know, and also thinking back. So it's a real complex answer is what I'm going, that's what I'm getting at. So thinking back in time, when Haley and I, you know, when my ex-wife and I separated and uh, she took Haley from me, um, when I would see her, and I would go down and visit, I would always write her a little love letter or whatever. And, you know, the love letter would start with Dear Haley or whatever, or Dear Honeybee or whatever, and blah, blah. And then we would both sign it, you know, Love Daddy, Love Haley or whatever. So I thought back to that time when I used to write her the letters and everything, um, when I did not have custody of her or whatever. And I thought about it, I was like, okay, you got the thing where you wrote letters and you have not been pouring these words of affirmation in her since she was probably about six years old, you know, a perfect way to start the story is just dear daughter. So instead of putting dear Haley, if I were to go dear Haley, it wouldn't appeal to everyone. And I was like, you know, I didn't want it to be a letter to just her. I wanted it to be a series of love letters to everyone's daughter. So let me start it off with dear daughter. So that was the principal title. Thinking back to that time when I used to write her letters and everything and also the words of affirmation or whatever. Then the next thing was, okay, well, what's the subtitle? So I did some research or whatever, because it's like, you know, Dear Daughter has been used before, so what is the subtitle? And I said, you know, what is the essence of what you're getting to? It's love. And it's all about a dad's love. So with it being about a dad's love, a love story just came naturally. So it was either a, a love story or, uh, or Dear Daughter from Dad or something to that effect. And as you know, as I played around with the different titles or whatever with respect to the subtitle, Dear Daughter, A Love Story just played out perfectly for me, and it seemed to be the most heartwarming or whatever. So that's where it started from. It started several years ago with just simply writing a letter on a notepad at the Hilton Garden Inn. Sorry, not the Hilton Garden Inn, the Hampton Inn. And it simply said, Dear Haley, Dear Daughter of Mine, or whatever, is how I started off the first series of letters all those years ago. So being in the past, bringing the past into the present and making the past prologue. And Haley, when you would get those letters from your dad, did you ever save the letters and look back upon them so you could reflect as how far you guys have came as father and daughter and how your relationship has grown over time? Um, no, I actually haven't. They've all been kept with like all of my drawings and stuff that I drew throughout the years. And it's all in this one big box. We have no idea where it is, but we are um, in the process of looking for it now. But um, one thing that I did keep though, is that they are letters, but they're from both my parents. So when it comes to lunch and everything, I used to, they used to write me these little notes when I first started elementary school, they used to write me these little notes and then put them in my lunchbox and wait. And then they would like hide it under some things. So I would find it at the end of my meal and then read it like saying, have a good day or just write all these different things. And I actually still have all of them. And they were from almost a decade ago. And um, they'll be, it'll be a decade in like three years or so. So um, I still have them in my room in a, in a box um, that I keep my jewelry in. But yeah, I do have the letters, but not the letters. That's pretty cool. So now whenever um, you think about the book and you think about Dear Daughter, A Love Story, and you think about how 
your dad has been so influential in your life and just very supportive. And you think about, you know, whenever your dad um, was in your life, but he didn't have custody of you. Whenever you thought, thought about, hey, dad, I haven't really got those affirmations from you. Where was that stemming from? Was it just stemming from you just not knowing your father's love or just wanting him to outwardly express it to you? Um, it's a combination of both. So one, it was kind of like, I knew that he loved me, but I'm the type of person who I have to have a combination of things. So like, it's a combination of words, and then it's your words aligning with your actions, not just actions, period. Because it's like, actions, like, where does that stem from? Like, why does it, why should it matter to me? So it's that, it's that kind of thing. And I feel like, what taught me that is actually my dad. So he is the one who literally taught me that, like um, actions should always align with your words, not their line. Um, you can't have one without the other. And then I just grew up on that saying, like you can't have one without the other. Your words and your actions always have to align. So um, when I didn't see that in my dad, I was like, hmm, if I have one without the other, if I'm using his words, then that means he doesn't love me. And then I will be contemplating and I'd be like, huh, and then I would, it would just be like an on and off again thought. And then I'd be like, hmm. And then when my dad and I got into an argument one day, I don't remember what it was over. That's when I finally told him about everything. And then that's when we finally sat down and had a heart to heart about it. But yeah, it was something that um, I was kind of struggling to understand in itself more so than anything. That's beautiful. And Diedrich, now that you have full custody of Haley, did you ever think about maybe you and Haley writing a book about helping other kids who are a byproduct of divorce relationships? Because kids who go through divorce, um, especially whenever they see their parents separate at a young age, they begin to take that on mentally, physically, emotionally, and some even spiritually. And I think that could be a part of, you know, dear daughters, because you never know if that daughter is from, you know, a two-parent household or a single-parent um, household. Yeah, yes, I did. Um, so I, you know, going back in time a little bit, you know, I did not want to write The Unexpected Journey. And the reason being is because my intent was I was going to write one book in my life. And that book was going to be my magnum opus or whatever. And it was going to be touching on what you just said, you know, uh, or whatever. Um, you know, a child being brought up by a single parent and everything to fight for custody and everything. And I was going to do my autobiography. And in doing my autobiography, I was going to do it with Haley as my co-author and whatnot. And that was going to be my, uh, my gift to the world or my project to the world or whatnot. And I was thinking, you know, I would do that at some point when she was college aged or out of college or something to that effect or whatever. And that, like I said, that was going to be my one and only book and I was going to be done. But God had a different plan. And he would say, no, that's not going to be your first and only book. You're going to start with this one. So your first book is going to be uh, The Unexpected Journey, Fire and Gold. And, you know, that's going to be a memoir. Book two is going to be the, uh, the anthology that myself, you, Shanique, Katie, and all worked on. That's going to be book two. But three is going to be Dear Daughter. Book four is going to be a book that's dedicated to our sons. Um, can't, say, can't say the name of that yet because I'm not ready to share it as yet. <clears throat> and then maybe somewhere down the road, 
the autobiography, maybe book five, it may be book six or whatever, you know. Um, so God had a different plan, but the book that I initially planned on releasing was absolutely going to touch on that, you know, the struggles of, you know, um, fighting for custody, you know, raising a child by yourself as a man, as a single parent, um, dealing with the pains and everything of not knowing your full truth and all of that stuff. So yeah, I, actually, I'll tell you what the name of that book is going to be uh, right now, because it's a far off project. It was going to be called the ABCs of Parenthood or whatever, or the ABCs of fatherhood. That's what I was going to title my autobiography or whatever. With a subtitle that was kind of unknown or whatever, maybe a, a father's story or something like that, or a Diedrich story or something like that, still playing around. For, but the ABCs of fatherhood was definitely the principal title or whatever. And it was, it was going to touch on everything throughout my life. So it was going to be my four-page autobiography. And what I was going to do is I was actually going to have Haley be the ghostwriter of it. So I was going to tell her the stories and... I was going to let her write it. And my plan was, or my long range plan was that I will tell you the stories and you write it and then you pay it forward. So later on in life, you know, maybe 20 years from now, I would like you to continue the story and you do part two. Or if you do a part two, you give it to whatever children you have and you let them write your story. And let's just continue to pass it down and pass it down and pass it on down the family line with everyone adding a new chapter or adding a new book or whatever, and it kind of being like our um, our tradition and making each one of us authors or whatever and telling our stories. So then, you know, 400 years from now, we won't have the issue that we have now of us not knowing our history. We'll all know our history because it'll always be documented in a book or whatever. And each one of us have contributed towards making that book bigger, larger, and so on and so forth for the effect of trying to not only secure our um, our past, but also to make a Im positive impact on the world. So that was my that was my long range plan and it's still a plan. That's awesome. And I can't wait to see that come out because I think it's gonna help so many young men and women, especially navigate knowing that it is okay if your parents separate because both of them loved you and they loved you enough to make you. And just because they're no longer together does not mean that you are broken, but you're actually whole and complete because you may have gained, you know, two additional parents, whether it was a stepmother or a stepfather or et cetera. So um, Haley, I want to ask you, whenever you think about Dear Daughters, a love story, what was the hardest part of the book um, to have written and what was the easiest part? Hmm. Hardest part. That's a good question. I don't think I have a hardest part. Um, I Yeah, I don't have a hard part, but the easy part is definitely my dad finally admitting that he likes tea parties. He used to swear up and down, swear up and down, no, tea parties suck. I don't like crowns. I don't like dresses. And then I got him to wear an Elsa dress. I got him to wear a crown. I got him to um have princess tea parties. I got him to have um nice little tea parties with me, even though it was just water inside of teacups because I used to hate tea. But um he finally admitted that he likes tea parties so that was the my most favorite part and I will never let that go and I will forever tend to hold that over his head by saying see I told you I told you I told you but you just never admitted it 
I hope you took a picture of him wearing an Elsa dress having a tea party with you because that would be amazing to just see um, you all just celebrate that moment because it takes it takes a real man to put on a dress and have a tea party with his daughters because you know some guys would say oh no that's not for me honey but you see how your dad was vulnerable and he did something that made you happy and that brought a smile to your face so that is incredible and I'm glad that you all were able to partake um, in that moment and just cultivate that memory so Diedrich I I don't actually have a picture sadly at the time I did not have a cell phone and my dad wouldn't let me use his cell phone at the time because he was like no because you're too nosy you would go through my things and I would so it probably was a smart idea to not give me the phone but I will definitely try to get him to recreate it and post it no actually I do have pictures they're just deep they're just buried somewhere deep in a folder like um back when I had a Samsung phone like probably the SPC 3160 folder somewhere deep buried in there I have it um but it would take me forever to dig through all of those folders to try and find it it's definitely on my iCloud somewhere um so the pictures do exist but it would actually be a lot easier to like she said to recreate it than to dig through and try and find it but I don't have any shame. I I I don't have any shame. I, I wouldn't be opposed to recreating just for last the kids. Nice. <laughs> and now um with dear dear daughter, a love story, can you hold up the book so the listeners and viewers could have a representation of what that book looks like? Sure. This is the paperback. Um, well, without the gla- without the glare. Um, and then Haley has a copy of the uh, the hardback or the hardcover somewhere down there. Oh, wait, hold hold it up a little closer, Haley. It's beautiful. And how did you guys come up with the illustration? So I, um, when I was writing the picture, I was you know I put out a data call on Instagram. And I asked everyone, you know, this is the story. And I asked, you know, do you guys think that I should use myself and Haley as the characters or should I use, you know, just general people? And everyone said, dude, it's your story. Use yourself as the characters. I said, I, I kind of don't want to, kind of didn't want to, because as you know, Genesis, I don't like spotlight. So I didn't want to be on the cover or anything like that. I didn't want to be in the picture. I prefer to use uh, external characters, but I let, I, Haley says I don't listen. I do listen. I'm just very slow to listen. I have to go through every variable before I say, okay. So I went through the different variables and everything. I said, you know, it does look good for it to be her and I, because I thought, okay, maybe we could have a Black family, a Caucasian family, an Asian family, a Hispanic family, or whatever. We're trying to be very diverse or whatever. And then also I took into consideration the, um, the statistics to say that only 12%, 10 to 12% of book, children's books feature African-American characters. So I took that into consideration. I said, yeah, okay, you know, I should put ourselves in the book or whatever. So anyway, with the illustrator, I went to him and I said, look, here, here's what I want you to do. I want you to recreate my life and my, my, my daughter's life and our story. And I have an abundance of pictures that I'm going to share with you. And I want you to be able to redraw them, recreate them and everything. And I want them to, you know, be in the cover, be throughout. And, you know, this is what's happening here. 
this is what's happening here. This is what's happening in this photo or whatever. So I was expressive of the different moments and everything or whatever. And he said, oh, I got it. This is perfect. So he asked me, you know, looking at all of these pictures you gave me, what would you say were your three, what were some of your favorite moments and what's the story behind those or whatever? So I told him, he said, perfect. I'm going to use those for the cover. And I said, what do you mean? He said, that cover is going to show the pain, the love, the pain, the love, and the laughter that exists between y'all. And I'm going to take all of that and I'm going to put it in the photos or whatever and let that be the cover. Then the color schema, you know, we had decided early on, you know, with um, the rules of a little boss that our color schema was going to be like blue and gold, blue and gold and pink or whatever. And I said, you know, I want our color schema to be for their daughter to be similar to the rules of a little boss, but different because I want a separator that separates myself from her. So play around with the colors just a little bit to make them close, but similar. I mean, close, but not the exact same. Because if you see one, you'll think you're seeing the other. You will get them confused. So we said, okay, I got it. So what we'll do is we will go with this. We'll change the shade of blue slightly. Um, instead of gold, how do you feel about kind of an orangish brownish color? I said, perfect. And then, you know, when I said the pink, leave the pink as, you know, as listed in the subtitle of the rules of a little boss or whatever. So we took all of those things into consideration and he came out with what I believe to be magic. That is amazing. Now, I just want you to hold up the book again because I want to see the, um, and I want you to walk through the pictures for the pain, um, the laughter and the other one. So this picture, we actually kind of relived this one on Sunday. We went ice skating. But you have to so, scoot it over a bit, Diedrich. So let me put it up real close. Oops, sorry. Wrong side. Dang, where is it? Okay, so right here. Where's my finger? Right there. Okay, so right there on that particular picture, that's us skating. So we reenacted this one on Saturday. And we went ice skating. So the pain is basically uh, us, well, the laughter was basically us laughing at each other when the other would fail. So when we went ice skating, she had, several years ago, she had a um, one of those little, what do you call it, a walker or whatever to help her skate. And despite having a little walker, she fell. And I laughed at her. I was like, how do you fall when you got a walker? And then um, when I fell later, she laughed. So one of the stories in the book is talking about how we laughed at each other as we skated and I skated and fell and we had no mercy on one another. We laughed. Um, this right here, this picture where I have the Band-Aid on my head, that was following a car accident where I couldn't see her for a long time. And she was real sad and I was extremely sad or whatever. And um, because I was just messed up, I had a concussion. I had an extreme concussion. I broke a finger, I tore every muscle in my lower back, and I had a shoulder injury as a result of that car injury. So driving in Jeff was not gonna happen. Being outside the house was gonna happen. And I had real extreme headaches. So at this moment right here, this is showing uh, the happiness or whatever. She finally gets to see daddy again after several months of daddy going through intensive physical therapy to get better again so that I could see her and be a parent. And then this one right here at the bottom is just us finding our commonality 
and everything with how we could get along with one another and playing video games. Some of the video games are action video games. Some of them are like dance video games, things of that nature. So he just recreated moments throughout our life. Like I said, our pain, our, our laughing at each other and being petty towards one another and us acting civilized and just playing video games with one another and enjoying life. That's beautiful. And Haley, when you see those three pictures, uh, what comes to your mind? Haley? Oh, sorry. I thought I was um, directed towards him. But um, when it comes to the civilized part, that is a 100% lie. In any game that we play, every time I win, he never beats me in a video game. Every time I win, he always says, no, I won, I win, I won. When we would play Candyland and I would win, every single time he would say, no, I ate all the candy. And then he would put all his, um, he would put his piece all over the board and say, nom, 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 I ate all the candy, I won. And I was like, dude, you lost. And then he would always say, no, I didn't, I won. Anytime he loses, he's like, no, I won, you're lying. And then I was like, how am I lying? So that's a lie, we are not civilized. And then <laughs> for when it came, when it comes to the falling and everything, um, now when we ice skated, I did it fall once. I didn't fall once. He fell. He was the one who fell. And I even let go every now and again. Even in, um, when I was holding on to the wall, like I wasn't putting a whole bunch of pressure on it. So I, in a way, I was still skating on my own. And I didn't fall. He fell. And he was like, no, I got this. I got this. This is like roller skating. And guess what? He fell. And you know who didn't fall? I didn't. You know who didn't fall when even when she let go? Me. So no. And then when um and then when he got in the car accident, I really don't remember it, but um I have no memories of it at all. But he did get into like a car accident recently. I do remember that. And I had to stay at his girlfriend's house for a little while. But yeah, that's what comes to mind. Oh, you just spilled the tea. We didn't know that Dietrich had a girlfriend. <laughs> and we didn't know that he was a sore loser. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not a sore loser. I never yes, lose. Are. I literally have videos of you losing. You're like, no, 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 no. One time he had tried to do break dancing and the hip hop dance experience and he hurt his back. And then, he, and then he had the audacity to pull me down with him. And I was like, I was over here killing it. I was killing it to the Backstreet Boys and everything. And here he is being a sore loser saying, I'm doing better than you. And he got tired within 10 seconds, quite literally. Oh, Kids wow. say the darndest things and they have wild imagination. No, no, you know. You know what happens when age creeps up on you, Dietrich. <laughs> <laughs> she did fall. Oh man, that's it. That's exciting. So we just had some real tea with Haley and Dietrich. Diedrich, he's booed up, y'all, so he's no longer a bachelor on the market. That's news, um, breaking <laughs> news, and um, the, the rules of a big boss is expanding, y'all. They have merchandise, you, they have clothing, and 
all types of things that you can get coloring pages which is neat and then now the newest addition to the family is the dear daughter a love story and Haley and Dietrich I want you to tell the listeners and viewers how they could connect with both of you on social media and what is your website link it's very easy to find both of us um dmoon78 are the links to um are my handles on pretty much everything um so I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, and Pinterest. They all use the same handle, dmoon78. And Haley is uh, on Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, under the Book of Self-Love 2020. And we actually, even though Pinterest is under my handle it's actually both of our accounts so the rules of bit boss actually falls under there i couldn't it wouldn't allow me to change the name because i converted my personal one into the business one or whatever and it wouldn't allow me to change the handle from what it was but that's the best way to find this is either the moon 78 or the book of self-love 2020 and the uh the website is uh www.thebookofselflove and the way we have it set up is that the links to the socials are all the links to the socials are all on the website and they all point to Haley's. I don't want them to point to mine because Haley's really the driver of everything or whatever. So in going to the website, you'll be able to find that the uh, social media places where Haley is active and actively monitors. For me, you have to know D Moon 78 or follow the breadcrumbs from the Book of Self Love 2020 to find me. Because again, I'm I'm the passenger, she's the driver. And Haley, whenever you think about this segment that we had today, unpacking some of the good tea with you and your dad, what is your call to action for the listeners and viewers? If they don't remember anything else that we talked about today, what do you want them to walk away with from this conversation? Um. You can walk away with like what you see on social media when it comes to the bickering and back and forth, back and forth. You know that that is true. That is always going to be true. If we are civilized, know that that's a lie. (laughs) Know that that's a lie. And there you have it, Miss Haley and Mr. Diedrich Moon. They came to us and they graced us with Dear Daughter, A Love Story. And it's so important to have a bond between your parents and especially the strong bond that Diedrich and Haley have. They are a definitely a father-daughter duo that's truly here to help other fathers and daughters as well as other people just really put out their stories whether it's a story of inspiration a story of motivation or anything that's educational because they've went through quite a bit together and if you really want to know more I encourage you to go get their other books The Unexpected Journey of Fire and Gold you could really hear more about their stories and the rules of a big boss as well as the rules of a little boss and with that being said I will allow Mr. Diedrich to leave us with a quote that will inspire our audience a quote that will inspire us, uh, the audience, I would say, appreciate your pain that you go through today because today's pain will equate to tomorrow's gain. Enjoy the journey, allow God, enjoy, enjoy the journey, 
trust God, trust him to bring you through the fire and you'll see the gain on the inside, on that other side, once you've been purified. Beautiful. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and my lovely guests today were Dietrich L. Moon and Haley P. Moon. Until we chat next time, have yourself an amazing day. And remember, peace, love, and lots of blessings. You are your biggest asset. Step outside of your comfort zone and rise above all limitations and break down barriers because the world needs you to be you, to uniquely rise up to your rightful place because there's only one you. So stop living in the shadows of other people. Have yourself an amazing day and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on all major platforms and follow us on YouTube at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.